This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast, the podcast that aims to start conversations about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. My name is Dustin Smith, and as always, I will be your host. This here is episode 184, entitled Paul's Use of Old Testament Yahweh Text for Jesus, Part 3 of 4. Yes, we will have one more episode on this particular topic, and then we will move on to something else. Now, we've spent one week introducing Yahweh passages cited for Jesus, and we've spent two further weeks looking at the scriptural practices belonging to the Apostle Paul. We also examined the arguments of Dr. David Capps, who is the leading scholar on Paul's use of Yahweh passages for Jesus Christ. And after this week and the following week, we will have covered all of the relevant Pauline passages to where an Old Testament Yahweh text is cited in reference to Jesus. And that'll give us enough time to accumulate our evidence, and to draw some conclusions. In this week's episode, we will further examine the ways in which Paul allegedly cites Old Testament Yahweh passages for Jesus. We will look specifically at two instances to where a Yahweh passage from Jeremiah chapter 9 is quoted in regard to boasting. Is Paul arguing that Jesus is to be identified with Yahweh from the citation in Jeremiah chapter 9? Or is there something deeper going on here? We will also look at two places where Paul cites Isaiah chapter 40, one of which clearly refers to God, God the Father, and the other one allegedly refers to Jesus. What are we to make of this data? Let's find out on this week's episode of the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Our first point today is the use of Jeremiah chapter 9 in 1 Corinthians. So I want to cite this passage from Jeremiah chapter 9 and give a little bit of context to the citation, and then we're going to see where Paul cites this passage in 1 Corinthians. So I'm going to start in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23. This passage says, Thus says Yahweh, Let not a wise man boast of his wisdom, and let not the mighty man boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am Yahweh, who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth, for I delight in these things, declares Yahweh. That's Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 through 24. Now, Paul seems to be citing this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 at the very end of the chapter, specifically in chapter 1, verse 31. That passage says, In order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. That's 1 Corinthians 1, verse 31. 31. Now, immediately, I am noticing a couple of things. First of all, it is very clear that Paul is introducing his citation as a scriptural authoritative citation. 
he says, as it is written, and then he gives his citation. That indicates to us that Paul is trying to draw authority from the written text of Scripture from the Hebrew Bible. The other thing that I notice is that Paul's citation is not exactly the wording that we have in Jeremiah chapter 9. Paul seems to be alluding to Jeremiah 9.24, where Jeremiah has Yahweh saying that, Let him who boasts, boast of this. But in Paul's citation, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1.21, Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So Jeremiah says, boast in this, but Paul's citation says, boast in the Lord. Paul has kind of introduced that Lord language that's there, even though in the Greek version of Jeremiah 9.24, Yahweh is translated as the Lord. But it's very clear here that Paul has made a modification to his citation, and we need to take that modification very seriously. But I don't think there's any question that Paul is thinking about Jeremiah 9.24 when he is using his scriptural citation in 1 Corinthians 1.31. Now let's give a little bit of context to what in the world is going on in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Because we need to see what is it that Paul is saying in regard to boasting. Who is this Lord in whom Paul wants his readers to boast? And why is this scriptural citation used? in order to further Paul's argument. So let me back up in 1 Corinthians, and I'll start in chapter 1, verse 22, where Paul says, For Jews demand signs, and Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews, and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing the things that are, so that no one may boast before God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So Paul is contrasting the wisdom of the world with the wisdom of God. And in order to do so, he draws on this Jeremiah passage, which talks about the wisdom of God that God has and God desires in Jeremiah 9, that those who boast, boast in understanding Yahweh, understanding God and God's wisdom. And what does Paul do in this passage? He introduces Jesus as the wisdom of God. 
That's very important. Paul is introducing his wisdom Christology here in 1 Corinthians. It shows up later in 1 Corinthians in chapter 8 and chapter 10, but Paul introduces it here in the very first chapter. To be clear, Paul regards Jesus as the embodiment of God's wisdom. You can see that in chapter 1, verse 24, where Paul says that Christ is the wisdom of God, and in 1 Corinthians 1.30, where Paul says that Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God. Jesus became, to Paul's readers, the wisdom of God. Now we need to remind our listeners what the wisdom of God was in the Hebrew Bible and how Paul understands Jesus now to be the embodiment of this wisdom. When we look at the book of Proverbs, we can see that God's wisdom is God's wise interaction with his creation, and God's wisdom is also understood as God's wise commandments. To obey God is to act wisely, and God's commandments demonstrate the wise way that his people should actually live their lives. And so for Jesus to be identified as the wisdom of God is to see Jesus as the embodiment of the way that God is interacting with the world and the embodiment of God's wise way of living. Now let's talk a little bit about this boasting that is taking place here because we're still trying to figure out why it is that Paul is citing this passage which seems to be referring to Yahweh and now seems to be referring it in 1 Corinthians one thirty-one to Jesus. In verse 29, Paul says that no one may boast before God. And at the end of the passage, in verse 31, it says that if you boast, you are to boast in the Lord. But how do we get from God, in verse 29, to boasting in the Lord, namely the Lord Jesus, in verse 31? How does Paul make that connection? Well, in verse 30, which of course comes between verses 29 and 31, Paul says that out of God more clearly in Greek, out of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who is the wisdom of God. So we draw the identity of believers out of God, and they are now in the sphere of Christ Jesus, according to verse 30, and they are boasting in the sphere of the Lord in verse 31. And of course, Jesus gets extended from God because Jesus is God's wisdom. Jesus is the embodiment of God's wisdom. So Paul has not actually equated the Lord Jesus with God. He says that Jesus has become the wisdom of God. So is Paul actually citing a Yahweh passage from Jeremiah 9.24 in reference to Jesus in 1 Corinthians 1.31? Well, Technically, yes, but, and this is a big but, the citation that Paul is demonstrating here has been altered. We need to admit that. Jeremiah did not say, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord, namely Yahweh. Jeremiah said, let the one who boasts, boast in knowing this. And then it goes on to tell us something that they need to know. It's unlikely that Paul wanted his readers to see the Jeremiah passage and to then look at Jesus and to think of Yahweh. That conclusion does not naturally flow from the evidence which is 
far from clear in this particular passage. A much weightier piece of evidence that needs to be regarded is the fact that Jesus here is the Lord who is the embodiment of God's wisdom. So the connection from Yahweh in Jeremiah to Jesus in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 is a connection that is met together with Jesus being defined with wisdom Christology, with Jesus being the embodiment of God's wisdom. And even though Jesus is the embodiment of God's wisdom, Paul is very careful to distinguish Jesus from God, and Paul does not collapse Jesus and God within this very passage. Let's move on to our second point, point number two, which is the use of Jeremiah chapter 9 in 2 Corinthians. So a lot of readers might not be aware of this, but Paul cites the Jeremiah 9, 24 passage in 2 Corinthians as well as in 1 Corinthians 1, 31. Let's look at this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I want to start in verse 14 to give us a little bit of context. Paul says, For we were not overstepping our limits when we reached you. We were the first to come all the way to you with the good news of Christ. We do not boast beyond our limits, that is, in the labors of others. But our hope is that as your faith increases, our sphere of action among you may be greatly enlarged, so that we may proclaim the good news in lands beyond you, without boasting of work already done in someone else's sphere of action. Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 14 through 17. And it's in verse 17 of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, where Paul cites Jeremiah 9, 24, as we saw in our previous passage. 2 Corinthians 10, 17 says, Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Now Paul doesn't introduce this by saying, as it is written, but it's very clear here that Paul is citing Jeremiah 9, 24. He uses the very same wording that he used back in 1 Corinthians 1, 31. So there should be no confusion here as to which passage he is using. And even though, I find this interesting, in 1 Corinthians 1.31, Paul has modified the Jeremiah citation in order to fit the argument that he's making. That same modification is used here in 2 Corinthians 10.17, word for word. Now, in this passage of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul is contrasting the boast of these super apostles that have come into Corinth with the boasting that should take place in the sphere of the Lord's redemptive activity. We talked about how he's citing Jeremiah 9.24, and that his citation is a word-for-word -word quotation of what we saw in 1 Corinthians 1.31. Now, in this passage, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it's actually unclear at first glance to whom the Lord refers. Is Paul talking about the Lord God, namely Yahweh, the Father? Or is Paul talking about the Lord Jesus? Well, it's not actually clear in 2 Corinthians 10 which Lord Paul is considering. We have a little bit of evidence earlier in verse 13 where Paul says, But we should not boast beyond our measure, but within the measure of the sphere which God apportioned to us as a measure. 
That's chapter 10, verse 13. So there Paul talks about not boasting beyond our own measure, but we can boast within the measure of the sphere that God has apportioned to us. So you could take that evidence and look at the passage, 2 Corinthians 10, 17, where the one who boasts is to boast in the Lord and to think, oh, the Lord is the Lord God. Okay, that's one possibility. I think another piece of evidence that we do need to take seriously is looking at the Pauline phrase, quote, in the Lord, end quote. And the phrase in Paul, in the Lord, naturally refers to the Lord Jesus because in the Lord is equivalent to the phrase in Christ. But, as I need to remind our listeners, the Jeremiah citation does not say in the Lord. It doesn't say in the Lord, namely in Yahweh, in Hebrew, and it doesn't say in the Lord in the Greek translation either. So Paul is citing this, but Paul has changed the citation a little bit in order to fit his new purposes. Now we could simply look back at what Paul did when he cited Jeremiah 9.24 back in 1 Corinthians 1.31. But there we have wisdom Christology where Jesus is the embodiment of God's personified wisdom. That is not the argument that Paul is making here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. So that's not much help as well. We've also seen that Paul is capable of citing an Old Testament Yahweh passage for both God and for Jesus. Look at our episode two weeks ago for the example of that. So we need to ask this question. Is Paul citing a Yahweh passage and using it of Jesus here in 2 Corinthians 10, 17? Well, I think that the answer is probably yes. Probably the phrase, in the Lord, is a reference to the Lord Jesus. That is my guess. However, the citation, we need to recall, it has been altered. Paul has changed, just a little bit, what Jeremiah 9.24 says. Jeremiah 9.24 does not talk about boasting in Yahweh. Well, Paul seems to want his readers to actually boast in, arguably, the Lord Jesus. The phrase, in the Lord, refers to the sphere of the Lord Jesus' redemptive activity. And it is very important to note that this redemptive activity that is defined by Jesus is the activity to which God is certainly involved. God is the one that anointed Jesus, making Jesus the Christ. God is the one that raised Jesus from the dead, giving Jesus new life. God is the one who exalted Jesus to God's right hand. So the phrase, in the Lord is an all-encompassing sphere of redemptive activity to where Jesus as the Lord is not by himself. He's someone that is the agent through whom God is redeeming and restoring his creation. So there's a connection between the Lord Jesus and his God, God the Father, in that phrase, in the Lord. But it doesn't seem that Paul is citing Jeremiah 9.24 in 2 Corinthians 10.17 in order to make a Christological point, as if Paul wanted you to read this passage about being in the Lord Jesus and wanting you to think, ah, that Lord is Yahweh from Jeremiah 9.24. 
That is not the argument that Paul is making. And to come to that conclusion would be to go beyond, arguably, the argument that Paul is making at the end of 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's move on to our third and final point. Point number three, Isaiah chapter 40 in Romans and 1 Corinthians. Isaiah chapter 40 is another passage from the Hebrew Bible where Paul is going to cite in multiple letters. Paul cites Isaiah 40 verse 13 in the letter to the Romans and Paul cites it in 1 Corinthians. Now Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 13 in the Hebrew text says, Who has directed the spirit of Yahweh? And it's very important that we see that as a question requiring an answer. And the fact that the referent there is the spirit of Yahweh. Both of those nouns, spirit and Yahweh, need to be taken seriously. Now, when the Hebrew was translated into Greek, into the Septuagint, it was translated to say, who has known the mind of the Lord? And two changes have been made there. The word spirit has been changed to mind, and the word Yahweh has been changed to the Lord. That second change is natural. That's typically how Yahweh is translated in the Septuagint. It goes from Yahweh to the Lord. That's not controversial. But the other referent is very interesting, going from spirit in the Hebrew to mind in the Greek. And this is because spirit and mind were considered to be very similar terms. It's a very common way of translating spirit within the Septuagint translated as the mind of the Lord. So I'm not suggesting that the Septuagint is making a massive change from the intention of what Isaiah 40 verse 13 said within the Hebrew. But what's interesting is that when Paul cites this passage in Romans and in 1 Corinthians, Paul is citing the Septuagint, which will say, who has known the mind of the Lord. Clearly that Lord and Isaiah 40 is Yahweh. Now, when Paul cites Isaiah 40, verse 13, in Romans 11, verse 24, Paul says, Who has known the mind of the Lord? And within this passage, it is abundantly clear, there is no question, there is no ambiguity, that Paul is talking about God. Paul is talking about the Father. That is all throughout the context of Romans 11. That is not disputed. There are no scholars that I'm aware of that think that Paul is talking about Jesus in that particular place. And it's natural, Paul should be citing Yahweh passages for Yahweh, namely for the Father. So Isaiah 40, verse 13, is cited of God the Father in Romans 11:34. Now, Paul also cites Isaiah 40, verse 13, in 1 Corinthians 2, 16. Let me read that passage to you. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, 16, For who has known the mind of the Lord? so as to instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. Clearly there, at the beginning, Paul is citing Isaiah 40, verse 13. He says, Who has known the mind of the Lord? And then Paul makes a contrast there by saying, But we possess the mind of of Christ. And it's this contrast here that suggests that the mind of the Lord is known by nobody. However, we, 
namely Paul and his readers, do indeed possess the mind of Christ. So while Dr. David Capps suggests that 1 Corinthians 2.16 is a Yahweh passage cited in reference to Jesus, I am not so sure that that's actually what is taking place here. The contrast seems to suggest who has known the mind of the Lord? Well, clearly nobody has known the mind of the Lord, but we, on the other hand, do possess the mind of Christ. That contrast there would make little sense if the mind of the Lord really was a reference to the mind of Christ. Let me insert Christ in there and see if that makes any sense. So if the mind of the Lord is in reference to the Lord Jesus Christ, Paul would be saying, who has known the mind of Christ? Arguably, no one. But we have the mind of Christ. That is just a nonsensical reading. That just doesn't make any sense, and Paul would not be trying to persuade anybody with that sort of logic. It seems better to understand that Paul is citing Isaiah 40 and verse 13 in reference to the Lord, namely the Lord God, namely to Yahweh. And then Paul contrasts the fact that nobody knows the mind, namely the spirit of Yahweh, but we do have and possess the mind and the spirit of Christ. So I'm arguing that the citation of Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 13 within 1 Corinthians 2, 16 is not a Yahweh passage cited in reference to Jesus. It is a Yahweh passage cited for someone with whom Jesus is contrasted. And that is a very big deal. So in conclusion, we have observed that Paul cites Jeremiah 9.24 in a rather loose way to refer to Jesus in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 31. Jeremiah was talking about boasting in the wisdom of Yahweh, not boasting in Yahweh per se. Paul seems to be more interested in the wisdom theme. After introducing Jesus as the wisdom of God, Paul modifies Jeremiah 9.24 to encourage his readers to not boast in human wisdom, but in the Lord, namely in the Lord Jesus. Since Jesus is the wisdom from God, meaning Jesus is the human embodiment of God's wise instructions and interaction with creation, this should caution us from drawing any strong conclusions about Paul trying to identify the Lord Jesus with Yahweh himself. Our second conclusion is that Paul cites Jeremiah 9.24 again, this time in 2 Corinthians 10.17, with the very same wording that Paul used in 1 Corinthians 1.31. This time, however, the referent to the Lord is less than clear. And Paul does not clearly indicate that the Lord is the Lord Jesus. Now, if the Lord does refer to Jesus, the reference to boasting in the Lord refers to the sphere of Jesus' redemptive activity, with which God is surely involved. The aim of Paul is not to identify the Lord Jesus with Yahweh. That is not the purpose of his citation. The citation aims to discourage the self-boasting exercised by the super-apostles in favor of boasting in light of the approval and commendation given by the Lord. Third, Paul cites Isaiah 
40, verse 13, in two places, in Romans 11:34 and in 1 Corinthians 2:16. While the Romans 11:34 reference clearly refers to God as the Lord, the reference in 1 Corinthians 2:16 is open to a little debate. The sense seems to be that no one has known the mind of Yahweh, but we, namely Paul and his readers, possess the mind of Christ. This indicates that 1 Corinthians 2.16 is not a place where Paul is citing a Yahweh passage for Jesus, as is argued by Dr. David Kapps. Instead, the citation contrasts Jesus from the Lord, namely from Yahweh himself. Lastly, we can note that in the passages we have observed thus far, Paul does not seem to be citing Yahweh passages for Jesus in order to equate Jesus and Yahweh, to identify Jesus with Yahweh, or to define Jesus' Christological identity. Paul's interpretive strategy is much more nuanced, and each instance needs to be taken on its own terms in order to reasonably discern the argument that Paul is making. Thanks so much for joining us this week at the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Please join us next week as we finish out our study of the Pauline Yahweh passages for Jesus, looking specifically at 1 Corinthians 10.26, 2 Corinthians 3.16, and the phrase, Day of the Lord. Please look forward to our next episode. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider supporting us as we promote the important truths of the oneness and unity of God and the humanity of Jesus. You can offer a tip or donation by checking out the PayPal link that is associated with this podcast. The Biblical Unitarian Podcast is produced and edited by Dustin Williams. I am Dustin Smith, your host. Until next time, you folks, please take care.